to Inside Middle Tennessee. This is Sarah Elizabeth. I am the interim zookeeper in Jim Ross's absence. He is on assignment today, um, which is always fun. Um, we've got a minus Jim. We got our regular crew with us. Uh, Delt Kennedy, owner-operator as uh, the Starship <laughs> Enterprise Director. Good morning, Sarah. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Representative Scott Sapecki. Good morning, everybody. My mother, Sheila Hickman. Good morning. And we have a little guest with us. Ellie Grace McLeod is with us this morning as well. Better so. known as. Ellie the Greek. <laughs> Ellie the Greek. <laughs> Ellie the Greek's in the building. So, uh, lovely weather we're having. It just makes you want to go back to bed and cover up your head. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it is First Friday, so uh, downtown merchants will be open um, a little bit later uh, from 5 to 8 tonight. Um, if you're going, you better wear your warmest clothes. Yeah. So, so um, that we're going to have a let's have a truncated sports moment right now. Right? Yes. Okay, yes. Fine. Yes. Yes. Um, and this next segment is sponsored by Kennedy Broadcasting Sports and Gaming. Uh, <laughs> oh no, no! All your all your sports betting come down to West Seventh oh, and place no, your no, bets. No. <laughs> Ellie the Greek. Contact Greg. There is a big one that's very special to the people of Tennessee tomorrow. The Tennessee number four ranked Tennessee Volunteer basketball team will travel down to evil evil i say <laughs> tuscaloosa alabama to play on that red tide that, that, coach that, that, sea, that sea slime of alabama <laughs> ellie the greek we're all wanting to know what your pick is will the volunteers prevail or the crimson tide tomorrow i always choose volunteers go vols you go heard vols. it right here direct from kennedy sports gaming and booking that ellie de greek says it's a it's a lock take the volunteers tomorrow to beat the crimson tide that wraps up your sports moment for today covered in just a few, few seconds a few seconds so um we're going to do the, a little bit change it up a little bit different today because uh scott would like to talk a little bit about uh the the, uh, education freedom. <laughs> the the uh, education cur- freedom. <laughs> current legislation going on. It sounds like um, a real movement. Yes, it? it does. But so uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the history mo- uh, hi- history moment today, and it's a little bit early. And I'm sorry for those who, you know, say, "Oh, I get on right at when you do your history moment." So it's a little bit early today. But you know, yesterday was a leap year, a uh, leap day. So. Um, and so I wanted to look up sort of the history of it. It was so, a bonus payday for most people. Yes, it was a bonus payday or a free work day for most <laughs> so that are salary. the day for teaching. Yes. So, um, but a calendar year is typically how many days? 365. 365, yeah. So, um, and defines the number of days during that. But then the orbit, Earth's orbit... Day is 365.242190 days to orbit the sun, or 365 days, 5 hours, and 48 minutes, and 56 seconds. I feel like I'm on Big Bang Theory or something. There we go. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Creating an imbalance in the force. Yes. So it's a little bit, um, and then the leap year has 
Um, it's slightly longer, um, and it has an extra five hours, 48 minutes, and 58, uh, 56 seconds to be accounted for somehow. So that's how we got the leap day. So um, this is like advanced math that I do not like, um, and I'm not going to go into that. So, But by adding a leap day every four years, we actually make the calendar longer by 44 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we got 44 minutes extra <laughs> this what, year. What did so. you do with your 44 minutes? <laughs> right. So, um, but, um, and I thought it was interesting on the Today Show yesterday, they had um, people that had leap year birthdays. And they were like, I'm 18 or I'm whatever. But you can still have your birthday every year. You'll have your birthday every year. You just don't have the day. <laughs> but every four years, you get to have a big, uh, big party. So there you go. Maybe that'll help someone in trivia one day um, <laughs> or so. But, now, well, uh, the question will be, and how many seconds was at uh, the end of that equation? <laughs> what is it that uh, on February 29th, every four years, that the ladies uh, oh, can, can ask, ask the person ask the to gentleman marry? To marry. Yeah, yeah. The yes. ladies can propose. Yes. I wonder how many of that happened yesterday. I've never heard of that. I, actually, I mean, I've heard of the concept. I've never I heard, heard of it actually happening. No, me either. I would say in today's world, that tradition is probably not followed anymore. It probably happens on a regular basis where women are asking them to <laughs> Or they give them the ultimatum. I think, I think probably, yes. I, I think that, that tradition has been thrown out the door. <laughs> it is now Too or never. <laughs> well, all right. Well, you want to start? Yes. So okay. It's been a very eventful week uh, up in the General Assembly. Uh, we are in full swing um, and once again the offer goes out if you really want to see what it's what it's like in the day of, of a legislator come up on a tuesday or wednesday you can follow me um, i've shown people my schedule and they can't believe that you get that much done in one day but uh, we average about 20 to 25 meetings a day uh, plus another probably 10 to 15 impromptu fires you're putting out or people so ask you on average how many minutes are those meetings uh, no, no more than 15 okay so no you're more. like moving no more okay um and then you get phone calls you have to return mm-hmm. calls and departments call you on the phone and then constituents call you to give you there's fires to be put out um i was over at uh, the cleaners today picking up my dry cleaning somebody saw me and i'll be headed up santa fe pike today there's a fire to be put out up at santa fe pike after the show so that's the job it's constant mm-hmm. plus you got to go to your committee meetings you have to read the bills you have to understand the bills you have to present your bills and then there's a big bill that we're all working on that i'm the main presenter of the state so mm-hmm. um good news is um, um it looks it looks very good for our bill on uh, assaults on our health care facilities that chandler anderson looks like that's going to be funded our bus good. driver bill that uh, will help our private schools that bill is going to be funded and, and come to the house floor our uh, our uh, pharmaceutical, our vaccines and food bill will go to the House floor on Monday for a vote, um, and then our AED, our automated electronic defibrillation defibrillator bill, that puts uh, AEDs around our sporting facilities now oh, in high school. That's good. That bill will be going to the House floor in two weeks. I think that is very important. So it's been. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of really good things that are being overshadowed by big bills this year that are very good for the people of Tennessee and especially our our, our younger athletes and people like that. Very, very good legislation. So uh, education freedom has arrived. Uh, the bill was dropped. Everybody knows to much consternation. Ladies and gentlemen, only the bill sponsor can drop the amendment, uh, Le- Leader Lamberth. Uh, 
Mm -hmm. Uh, The education chairman, we have talked to so many people about this. Uh, we We are using this as a vehicle. We know the governor is pushing school choice across the state of Tennessee, but we are using this vehicle to create education reform in the public schools to the nth degree. From talking to teachers, administrators, um, I've visited probably more districts across the state than anybody. I've talked to more teachers. I've, I've listened to their complaints. And what we've done is this is an amalgamation. There's your big word for today. Oh, yay. There you go. An amalgamation of all of the things that teachers, administrators have told us will make the public schools a better place for our teachers and our kids. And so, I vote for that. So, uh, Delk, we have it. I'm going to walk through it. Mine's going to be a little bit different. Delk's going to have his section by section. I'm just going to give you everything in the bill, and then you guys can um, you guys can stop me uh, if you have to ask questions. And w- when do we have to take our break, Delk, so I know when to break for Usually you? Usually about 20 after. Right now, we're at 8.15. So All right. So I'm going to – I'll go, get through a couple – Go on another four and a half minutes. We'll take a break, and we'll come right. back and do some more. So this bill is broken up to many sections, 40-something sections. The only section of the bill that applies to school choice is Section 1, and that's it. Everything else is public school related. Everything else. Okay. So in the, in the first part of the bill, it talks about our education freedom scholarship that the governor is asking for. Um, we are going to not, we're not, we've learned lessons from other states. This will be uh, needs-based, okay? It's going to be driven by needs-based first. So the students that are already eligible for the education savings account under current law, they are automatically in, and those criteria go first. Uh, families up to 300% of poverty level, which is roughly about 90000 for a family of four. Uh, economically disadvantaged below that, and students with learning disabilities go to the head of the line. Okay. After that, it is uh, 400% of poverty, just 400% of poverty, which is roughly 120000 for a family for. 500% is the next tier. That is 150000 of poverty. And then if there are any scholarships left out of the initial 20000 then it would be open up to everybody else in the state. Now, how many are available? In the first year and ongoing, we're going to set the cap at 20000 the only reason why the 20000 would increase is if the capacity, the usage, gets within 10% of the 20000 okay. Then the next year, because it's within 10%, we would bump it just 20% more. So it would go to 24000 So it's a gradual. Yes. Subject to funding of the General Assembly. So just because 200,000 people want to do it, we have caps in place that prevent us from it getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense because you can monitor what's going on. Well, it also gives us, if you look at a lot of the data in school choice, when these kids go from the from from a, from a, a problem to a different rigor, right? Mm-hmm. It takes them about three to four years to get acclimated to their new environment, and then they start to take off academically, right? Yeah. And so, by having this scaled-in approach, right, this cautious approach, it gives us time to collect the data, and so people go, oh, they're going to collect data. Yeah, what we're going to do is, if Ellie Grace goes to just, let's say she goes to Columbia Academy, right? Mm -hmm. Columbia Academy is still going to do the curriculum and the testing that Columbia Academy does, Yeah. and all we're going to ask is that the the test scores that Ellie Grace would get would be sent to an independent third party to collect all that data. Um, homogenize it where we where we make it all anonymous so we don't know her, 
Ellie's test scores, but mm-hmm. we know a third grader's test scores mm-hmm. who's taken advantage of this. And then those are given to the Department of Education, reported to the General Assembly, so that in those students' new environments, we can track their academic progress amongst their peers. Well, and that's that's one thing that we do need to know. All right. Is it working? Because if we get the data, let's say four years from now, and we see that the students that are taking advantage of it are on this upward trajectory of education, as taxpayers, we win, right? If it's stagnated or it's failing, then we know what? We've made an obligation to these kids. We can put a cap on it and move it on. So that's the gist of everything. There's a couple more things in there, but I'll talk about it when we come back from from break, Doug, okay? And then I'll go on other stuff. All right. We'll take a break now? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. We'll be back. This is good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're we getting go. educated today. <laughs> Sparks Motor Sales is our area's premier GMC dealership. Their lot at 919 Nashville Highway has an impressive selection of GMC vehicles, trucks from the light-duty GMC Canyon to the Sierra 3500 Heavy Duty, and everything in between. GMC's SUVs are impressive with the Terrain, Acadia, and Yukon. Want luxury? Ask about Denali upgrades. Go to ParksMotorsales.com for information and see their awesome offers and services. Parks Motor Sales, GMC. We are professional grade. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Are you suffering from knee pain despite trying usual medications and injections? If this is you, I have great news. Most common causes of knee pain are degeneration due to aging, injury, or repeated stress. In our office, we offer decompression for the knee, which increases range of motion and decreases pain in arthritic and degenerative knees. Studies have shown that this type of mechanical traction can be more effective than conventional methods alone. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call mepainfree.com or 615-551-9224. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. 
The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MemsModernLandscape.com. That's MemsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shurex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trotwood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit taylorfamilyfarmtn.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. Oh, we're back. <laughs> we're asleep. We're, we're asleep at the wheel, unfortunately. Okay. So we're going to pick up where we left off. Okay, moving um, on. And I'm going to finish up about the the, uh, the school choice, some of the parameters we put in there to, to make sure that we keep a handle on this. First one is uh, it'll be only available to U.S. citizens of our country. Okay. Uh, that was a big request. Be available. And, you, and homeschoolers, unequivocally, absolutely, positively, will be written out of this bill. We have an amendment that's going to further stipulate on the Category 4s. There's been some misinformation about that. The, the homeschool student will be ineligible. Even if they attend an umbrella school, they will be ineligible in this. They cannot. They're out. Okay. So they're out. Because... Okay. They're out. That makes sense. Uh, <clears throat> this will not be available to any member of the General Assembly or to Governor's executive staff. I noticed that. Yes, that's that's one of my amendments there. Uh, and uh, we talked about uh, reporting to the uh, Department of Education uh, via a third-party vendor uh, for students using the scholarship. Now, everything else you're going to hear in the bill is is are things that we've been talking about doing for public schools since I've been up there for six years. And here's where the list begins. Under TISA, the new funding formula, we're going to increase the weight for a student in a small district from 5%, which is $350, to 8%, which is $700. 
Well, that'll every student. That'll buy another book. <laughs> Add a new category for districts that are a thousand to seventeen hundred students by adding a two percent weight for those students. So therefore, those real small, like Perry County and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, they'll get a little bit of extra money to help pay their teachers a little bit more, so they can retain them. Okay. Uh, we're also going to increase the weight for a student in a sparse district from five percent, three hundred fifty dollars, to six percent, four hundred and twenty dollars. So your is- Wayne counties and stuff like yeah. that we'll get a little bit more a little money. bit more that well that's good <clears throat> the big one here which is going to help murray county out a lot uh, is we're going to add a 75 dollar per student infrastructure fee that will increase local revenues to districts approx- approximately 72.9 million in one year if for murray county and i'm just going to base this off of <clears throat> the 13,000 or 12,000 students that we have ish, mm-hmm. it'll be $900,000 that'll come from the state just for our students. For that'll go into our budget for maintenance of our schools. Okay. So that's a big plus there. Standardized testing is going to change. Uh, we are going to shift in our in our uh, 3 through 12. We're going to go with the federal requirements, which means we are going to eliminate 14 end-of-course tests now. Well, I would vote for that. We're going to reduce and add, because we, we get rid of those, those tests, we're going to add an additionally over 300 hours of instructional time to our classrooms. Well, then we might be doing our job. We also are going to shift to the ACT testing in high school. So the end-of-courses will now go away. Uh, we will have one end-of-course. I think we still have to have one end-of-course in sophomore year. I think it's in science. But uh, uh, we're still working on that. But the ACT now and the ACT work keys will be available for uh, technical education seniors in their senior year so they can use that for graduation instead of the ACT. Does everybody know? So they no. would take one or the other. They yes, take the ACT yeah. right. or the work keys. And they, then as freshmen, obviously, they would not pass the ACT because they haven't been exposed. There's the ACT pretest that they'll take that evaluates a freshman on what they should know by their freshman year. Yeah, I think I took that in the eighth grade. So uh, So I I think Miss Hickman teachers have been asking for less testing for a while, haven't they? Well, I reckon so. I would just like to teach school if I were teaching school. (laughs) So we put a couple protections in here for public schools, too. Students that transfer into a public school after December 31st. So if if they're using the scholarship... And they come back, right? Mm-hmm. After December 31st, well, then it w- then we are not going to count those test scores against the district because they've had the student for less than half a year. That makes oh, that sense. makes sense okay. because you're not penalizing. Also, them. to prevent this to becoming a recruiting tool for athletes, the TSSAA policies about transfer will still stay in place. So you'll be, you'll be athletically ineligible for one year. And then uh, the big one here doesn't affect us down here in Murray County, but it does affect uh, something that we're very bad at at the state level. We are going to dissolve the Achievement School District, uh, which are those schools that the state runs, those charter schools that the state runs that we run very poorly. We're going to return those either back to the Charter Commission or back to the districts that they came from. It'll save us roughly about fifteen to twenty million dollars a year. Are those located in the Memphis? Memphis, Memphis, metropolitan. Okay, metropolitan. We're going to give some flexibility to our districts. Uh, I know we've teachers and administrators have been clamoring about that. Uh, We're going to address the fourth grade retention here. So I hope everybody's paying attention to this right now. The fourth grade retention will go away. It'll be replaced by a new law that's going to be in four through eight. If you score below or approaching on the ELA, English Language Arts portion of the TCAP, then you will be automatically provided a, a, 
uh, a retake of just the multiple choice part of the of the TCAP test on ELA. If you still score below or approaching on the multiple choice, then you will have mandatory summer school and tutoring the following year when you go on to the next grade level. Okay. We're going to keep the interventions in place in four through eight. So let's say, hypothetically, I go and I take my fourth grade, I score below, mm-hmm. I retake, I score below, I go to summer school for four weeks, and then next year when I go to fifth grade, I get a tutor. Mm-hmm. In fifth grade, I take the TCAP. If I score on track, I'm done. If I score below or approaching, summer school and tutoring the next year. Well, the, the, these tutors, uh, will they have more than one student? Will they have like three. a little three? three, three, three. Uh, uh, th- uh, between three and six. Okay. Three and six. Um, we're go- this is a big one here. Uh, we're going to allow the uh, school districts to either choose 180 days or the equivalent in hours. Oh, they could go an hour or two extra. And they could have four-day weeks. Well, I would vote for that. I could probably tout another 100 years. Because now, <laughs> if they wanted to, the uh, the teacher prepare days, what do they call them when you prepare? In service. Your in services could be on Friday, where, and they could work on their classroom prep and stuff like that. Oh, that would make, you know, school is really a lot of fun when there are no children. Like, One of the things we're changing also is when, when you're a school that is under a district improvement plan, you have to constantly every year update your plan, which yeah. sounds absolutely ridiculous. So we're going to say is if you're on a district improvement plan, instead of every year, you're going to go to every three years so that we can see if your plan's working. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, on chronic absenteeism, I know there's a, a Mr. another Mr. Hickman that we know oh. that's screaming in my ear about this. Currently, you are dinged as a school system for chronic absenteeism. Chronic absenteeism is a student that is, misses 18 more days of school, excused or unexcused, and it dings the district, right? Well, if you have a child that's sick, very sick, yeah. their chronic absenteeism is there, but the district had no control of that. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to switch it to say, okay, we're going to we're going to track the numbers for the feds, but how we're going to score the districts is on the intervention plans you have on lowering those numbers and addressing those needs of those kids, along with the interaction that the school has with the parents. Uh, that, and then that is a serious issue. Yep. And then uh, on high dosage, low ratio tutoring and RTI, that is both required by law right now, which takes away from what? Instructional. And yep. instructional now they'll be interchangeable. You can do one or the other. Well, I'd vote for that. Okay. Benefits for teachers. Uh, an option for the districts uh, will be so Murray County can opt in. Currently, the state pays 45% of the health care costs for teachers, instructional teachers. We're going to bump that to 60%. Oh, that's nice. So now the money that Murray County has budgeted to uh, pay more of the insurance now will become freed up in the budget, and we'll have those numbers shortly for Murray County. But now that money can be reallocated for things in the school system like maintenance or teacher pay or classroom materials, right? Because it's recurring pennies in the budget that they can use to help make our classrooms a better place. Also, if a student, we have evaluations on teachers every year. Is that right, Ms. Hickman? Oh, yes. Whether you're a level one, which is very poor, or a level five, which is exceptional. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. But you know, I can't tell you how many years I taught and nobody ever evaluated me for anything. Well, 
We just we just use your test scores of your students. <laughs> I, didn't, I uh, didn't have that either. <laughs> so what we're going to do now is, if you're a level five teacher, so instead of being evaluated every year now, if you're a level five teacher, it'll be every three years. If you're a level four, it'll be every two. Okay. If you're a level three, which is on track, which is doing fine, every other year. And if you're a level one or two, it'll continue every year. And the administrators love this because now they can focus their help and expertise on the teachers who need it the most. What what it would be grand if you could free up the administrators and and hire some somebody, retired teachers or retired administrators, and let them do the evaluation. Well, what we're hoping is with the money we're saving on the insurance that now they'll have cash that they can use to make these classrooms more productive for the students and the teachers. Uh, on, the, on the licensure uh, recertification, it, it's every five years. We're going to push that back to every eight now to create a little bit more time there. <laughs> years would have never expired. <laughs> and so we, uh, I'm almost done. I'm not quite yet. You want to take a break now, and then I can finish up? Five minutes, we'll keep going. Okay, I'll try to get through the next one here. Uh, where is it here? Uh, okay. So I can I'll wrap up with that right there. So that that is a synopsis. Now there's another sheet that that Delk has that goes section by section by section. Okay, and it breaks out all the different changes. It goes into detail about all the different changes. So all of this will go into effect on July one. When that's by July first of 2024. There's multiple things in here. Some of them are going to require an ESSA change. Yeah. Right? We by by July 1st of 2024, the department is required to tell the government if this bill passes with all these changes for public schools, all the changes that we are we are going to do in Tennessee and as long as we're in compliance with federal law, which we are, it's a stamp from the government that says, we acknowledge you're doing this change. Okay. Other things will go into effect immediately, right? Because we don't need to change anything. Other things will start at the start of the new school year, like the insurance and the new piece yeah. of funding, right? So, But the fourth grade thing that you were talking about. Will happen this year. Will happen this year. Yes. Okay, so that will help those four, it, current fourth now, graders. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you. We have got to change the trajectory of these students academically as they move forward. It is a downward trajectory now as they get through the system. 40% in third grade, 28% in eighth oh, grade. Oh, it gets worse and worse. 17%, yeah, right? Yeah, now, does. if we can get this where we're going, 14 or 40%, which is unacceptable, in third grade, maybe 50% in eighth grade, and then 65 in high school, That's to, so the whole thing about interventions right now is – we are going to cautiously trust and verify, right? Our experts are telling us that if we continue on with the interventions of summer school and tutoring, these children will get caught up to where they are academically on grade level as they move forward on the system. Well, let us be sure that the people who are doing the tutoring and the summer school are serious about it, and they yes. have just not visiting the school so right. that they can make the $1,000 So this is, this is the news that's going to come out. And I've talked to Commissioner uh, about different things. Um, 
when we do summer school this year, we heard some outstanding things about summer school in some districts. Mm-hmm. And from parents, some very dismal reports in others. Uh, yes. This is not about getting paid. This is about moving our kids forward educationally. Mm-hmm. And so we will be doing, uh, and it's an election year for me, but I've committed that I'm going to help the commissioner and we will go around and talk to teachers, talk to parents, and make sure that this instruction in these in this summer school, this is serious about getting these kids on grade level because we're taking, now the district has the ability to retain, we're not taking that off the table for them, but the state mandating it is going to go away. Okay. We're going to trust our locals on this, that they're going to do the right thing for these kids and make sure that these interventions in place are the highest quality possible to get our kids where they need to be so that when they do get to high school like and they want to become X, mm-hmm. they can prepare themselves to become X, right? Yes. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. Not to sit there and go, well, you're going to have to be this because you can't do anything else. Yeah. That's what we got to get away with. And when we graduate our kids... 93% graduation rate, we can rest our heads down that 93% of the kids graduating can do the work that they were supposed to do. Well, it so, is imperative that so we do that. Let's take a break, and then I'm, I'll scan through the documents real quick, see if I've left anything off, and then we'll be in the home stretch, Delk. Okay. All right. We'll be back. All right. This is P. Witty with Rubik's Groove. You're listening to WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. You're listening to Front Porch Radio, 1017 WKOM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Terry registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is Mark. Curry at the trailer store. We are a local family-owned business. Every day I work with my wife Susie, my mother Becky, and my son Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. 
Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Today I am at Foodland in downtown Columbia, Tennessee. I'm talking with Miles Johnson, your hometown grocer here at Foodland. He's got a number of specials here at Foodland this week. A new circular is out with specials here at Foodland, which will run through next Tuesday, which is available in the paper or at the front of the store. Miles Johnson, what's happening at Foodland this week? Well, this week we have family pack ground beef, $2.99 a pound. Iceberg lettuce, 99 cents each. Folgers coffee, 7.99 each. Kraft cheese, two for five. And sun drop 12 packs, two for 10. Awesome. Okay, folks, and as usual, Foodland is the place for guys who grill. They've got the best, best meat department in Murray County. Miles, have a great week at Foodland. All righty, thank you. You too. All right, we're back. Okay. So I got a couple more things I found, and then I'll answer your questions to the best of my ability. Okay. Um, uh, we did talk about that um, enable to qualify. I'm going back to the, to the, to the uh, education scholarship, right? Okay, yes. Enable to qualify, you have to be in existence for three years. And the reason why we put that in there was to make sure that we prevent these pop-up schools that happened in Florida and Arizona that were just milking the taxpayers for money. And able to get your state accreditation, you have to be in existence for three years. So now we have a track record of performance of a school before we give them the ability to receive, the possibly to receive state funds. Also, what we put in here also, and I just want to clarify this. So here's how testing will now work. There'll be no required tests in public school in K-2. No required tests. Okay. English language arts and mathematics will be tested once in each of the grades three through nine. So we'll be tracking ELA and math like we should, right? Mm -hmm. Science will be once in grades three through five, once in grades six through nine, and once in grades 10 through 12. Social studies, which has our our Tennessee history and civics in it, social studies will be tested once in grades six through eight. And then in, in sophomore year, to meet our federal guidelines, we have to have some type of nationally recognized assessment once in grade 11. So that could be your ACT. It could be – there's all different kinds of acronyms out there that, yeah. that, that, the, that the private schools use, but once in 11. And that that's that's the testing. That's it. So by reducing the testing, uh, we'll add approximately 428 hours of instructional time in 3 through 12 back into the classroom. And, and Sheila, that's 
That's big. And that this is, is oh, I'm sorry. And this is testing in the public schools. Public correct? schools. Yeah. That's okay. correct. That's correct. We will not be affecting any type of the curriculums or the tests that they do in the private schools, because the state board of education already sets rules on what they're what kind of tests they're required to give. <coughs> that meets all the nationally norm standards that we have, and, and it's all it's all there. It's all already in progress, and it works very well. Um, ACT uh, end of course exams in high school will be replaced with the ACT in nine through twelve. So you just heard that roar you heard were all of the high schools in Murray County <laughs> teachers screaming hallelujah. <laughs> and then uh, for those career technical students, the ACT work keys will be provided for technical education students beyond the twenty three twenty four school year. So that if you're a senior and you want to graduate and you don't want to go to college, you can take a career technical end of course that addresses what you've been being taught. And then lastly, the State Board of Education shall, my favorite word in the world, shall not require any more than these assessments to meet Tennessee graduation rates. Okay. Well, I, I think this is a, a noble plan, and I think the teachers will appreciate it. We, we are hoping that this leads, uh, this leads us forward um, to where education used to be. In, in well, we have we have uh, we have run the gamut now. Yes, because when I started teaching, you I've told you they gave me a key to my room and some books, and that's all the directions I had. Mm-hmm. And and I I wished I could remember when I was first evaluated, but it was way into my career. And then by the time I was ready to retire. I, they were they were doing all that mm-hmm. stuff. And remember when we had that tennis? Well, you won't remember. You probably weren't here. We had the Tennessee instructional model. Tim, that was from Lamar, bless mm-hmm. his old heart. And and it was a very it was the way people mm-hmm. taught for the most part. Anyway, it was it I, you taught it and then you reviewed it and then you taught it and then you went over it again. It was just about what people normally do. And when I, when that came to be, that was during the career ladder day. And I trained every person in the central office how to evaluate that. But I never did do that career ladder mess because I thought it was silly. But uh, but but it, it was a very structured thing, and people could could look at, and they couldn't find one thing I did wrong. I loved it. But the idea that that there is a way to do things in an orderly progression and get get the material covered. But the problem with some of these folks is they are so caught up on this test hanging over their heads, the teachers, that that they forgot about, I'm here to teach. I'm not here to come up to the standards of some test, although that's, that's hanging over my head, too. Somehow we've got to get it in people's minds. That, that this should not be taken as a threat. And I think that's where it is now. I think mm-hmm. the teachers I, it's see it. scare the, tactics. And, and, the, and they, mm-hmm. have, they have in turn passed it over to the children. So we have built a lifetime of test anxiety into the children. And they'll say, you better get ready for this because you're going to have a big test. But, right. but uh, you know, that, that we've got to work on the mindset of the teachers and of the students that this is to be helpful 
we're cutting down on all this testing. We're giving you more instructional time. Now, just teach school. What we Don't need teach is to the test. So you've just heard at the state level what the requirements are going to be, which is drastically reduced. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. What we need cooperation from is the local districts to not put overlays to keep the test the increased local testing there. Well, just in the last month. Um, about my third grader everybody knows that i'm all up in arms about how the third grade is going but because we're experienced we're living it daily but she has had ellie grace has had the case testing that the the murray county school district does then murray county was picked by the state to have some kind of like hybrid test or something for the t before the t cap and then Plus everything else that they're studying. And then they have the TCAP at the end. Now, now we didn't assign that test. That was probably volunteered by the district. As, well, I don't as, know. As well, to however, do it. However, to do it. Yeah, however right. it was done. But, but, well, we've got to figure out. In a matter of two weeks, she had two comprehensive testing. Yes. So that's why, like the RTI and the high doses tutoring, instead of having to do both of them, now a district can pick either one and meet the requirement. Mm-hmm. That frees up time. Mm-hmm. The reduced testing frees up time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we don't have, I mean, I've talked to many people. It, the standards we have, people agree, are, are very good for the kids. They just don't have enough time to teach them. Well, as what I can perceive, as the grandmother of a third grader, is they teach in spurts. Yes. And 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 I said, when I hear what's going on, I said, if I did that in high school, they'd throw me out in the hall. Uh, we're going to spend, well, i just use this for an example. We're going to spend two days on nouns. And we're going to have a test on nouns. And we have covered nouns now. And then we're going to spend uh, two days on the apostrophe. And then we're going to have a test on apostrophe. Now, you know all about nouns and apostrophes, and so we'll just mark that off. Right. I've done, and when I did, when I retired, when I was at Cox, those young teachers, as they taught things, they would, <laughs> they would mark it like off. Like a checklist. Like a grocery list. I say, I taught that, I taught that, I taught that. Well, you can hmm. check off all you want to, but that doesn't mean anybody in that room knows what you're talking about. So what, what's very interesting is teaching and coaching are almost identical. Oh, yeah. You teach, you teach a, a blocking technique, right? Or you mm-hmm. teach a play. Yes. And then you add a play, and then you go back and review that play. That's right. Mm-hmm. And the play you just taught. Yes. You just keep that, Then building. you add another play. Yeah. yeah. And then you go back and review the first and the second play and master the third play, right? It's, it's constant review. So if you don't have the time because of testing and because of the RTI and the high dosage and the reporting yeah. and, every, and, 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 the, and the observations – you're just che- it's a checklist, right? Yeah. What we need to do, and we think what we've created with the now the extra hours in the classroom, is now teachers can say, okay, how am I going to teach everything I'm supposed to teach my kids in a year? How do I want to do it? Yeah. With knowing that at the end, ELA and math are going to be tested. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what we're trying to get to in Tennessee so that the teachers teach and they'll do their benchmarks to make sure that they're on track for yeah. us, right? Well, I but, understand um, keeping up with what you're teaching, but I don't mm. see it as a kind of 
bingo game where you're keeping score. What, what we hope is what education looks like is you have the entrance benchmark to see where they are. Mm-hmm. You have the mid-year, like around December-ish benchmark to see how much they've learned. Mm-hmm. Then you have the early spring benchmark to say, okay, we're getting ready. And then you have the te- and then you have the ELA math test at the end. Yeah, but I want also maybe this will help with every subject is important, mm-hmm. not just ELA and math. Mm-hmm. Those are very important, but science and social studies. I had someone say science and social studies are not as important as ELA and math. Somebody right. told me that, and I understand because that's how the test is geared. The test is geared to ELA and math. Well, but here's the premise behind it is. If they can't master ELA and math, they'll never master okay, social no. studies and science. No, but so, so they, that's but why we said ELA being English, English language, language learned. Yes, right. and so yeah, what we're was... hoping is in the early grade levels. That's why we have science one time, right? Mm-hmm. We want them to get that good foundational mastery of English language arts and math, and then as they start to move up the chain. Now you can have science every year. Oh yes, but but we're only going to require it once in every three grade levels, Uh just so we can track the academic progress that we know that science is being integrated and social studies and history is being integrated in civics Mm -hmm. into the curriculum. Mm -hmm. Well, some of the ELA readings last year, Ellie Grace learned about the War of eighteen twelve. A second grader learning about the War of eighteen twelve. That is, and so before we we got five minutes left. Do you guys have any questions? Well, I, I, just to lay out where this thing all is, yes. I, I ran to Senator Joey Hensley yesterday, uh, and I'm not going to say Joey Hensley said. I'm going to say what I understood Senator Hensley <laughs> to say. The perception in the Senate. Well, it, that he's, the, the Senate's bill is only the part about the Freedom Scholarships. That's correct. It doesn't include the other things about insurance, uh, teacher evaluation. Testing the whole thing. Testing the whole stuff. And Senator Hensley indicated to me that he thought it would be difficult to get the Senate to come around to the House bill. So everybody knows, I think, that the Senate and the House have to agree or nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so uh, do, you, do you have any gauge to how that's going to play out? Yes. Yeah, so what's going to happen that? is this week it'll go to Education Administration. Oh, and by the way, if you think that you like as a parent, right? Mm-hmm. If you like what the house is trying to do for public education, and you and you you see the, the I guess the parameters we put in there for school choice, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't get out of hand. If you're a parent, you think that, and it, if and we broadcast to more than just my district here. If you think that is something that you want to see happen in your public schools, then start calling your school board, start calling your county commissioner, start calling your elected representatives in Nashville, and say. Vote for House Bill 1183. There we go. Okay. It, it seems so. I mean, the controversial portion of the of the House Bill, in my estimation, is the scholarships. Yeah. The part about uh, additional to state support for insur- for insurance for school teachers that would I would think have broad support. The reforms in testing I would think would have broad mm-hmm. support. The reforms in teacher evaluations mm-hmm. I would think would have broad support. But without. Everything in the bill, even the school, you got to have the school choice in there so that we can get everything else too. Because Governor Lee wants this to happen, and so he's working with the House and our and my job and others' job um, 
when when both these bills go to finance, that will be the first time when you're going to see finance start to talk to each other in the House and the Senate to try to mirror these things up. Mm-hmm. But we've made it perfectly clear is if this bill passes in the House the way we've written it, that's what we expect to see come out if we go to a conference committee that's what we expect to see come out. So I would the conference probably, committee being a meeting between the House and the Senate. Senate when they're both on the floor. To try to and, work things out. And we have two competing bills. Then they'll select a conference committee, which I would be willing to bet you that I'll be on. Mm-hmm. And it'll be my job to negotiate with the Senate of what we believe is the best for the people of Tennessee. And then okay. we'll... And then we'll but, I, but we are six weeks away. From just making it to the House floor. Six Goodness weeks. Gosh. I got to present this bill six more times. Wow. So, well, it will be like an old friend. So, <laughs> and that's in front of other committees in yes, the House. Yes. So it'll go to uh, this week it's in full admin uh, education. Next week, calendar and rules. Next week after that, uh, admin, I'm sorry, finance sub. Mm-hmm. After that, finance full. Mm-hmm. After that, calendar and rules. <laughs> possible double referred back to education instruction and then the house floor so and you can watch this all along the you way can watch it live um, on um, the le- state legislators website um it's got but you can this listen is to this it. is this is the big bill in education that's i've been up to for six years this is it this is revolutionizing education back to what some of the things we used to do well, I would vote for that. So, you know I would. But remember this. Your legislators have to vote on the entire bill. It's, you can't nitpick it. We don't get it. to pick and yeah. choose. Yeah. So the, this is the entire proposal. And if you really study what we've done on the school choice, I think you've seen is we've looked at other states that have made mistakes. Mm-hmm. And we've put some safeguards in here to keep this as taxpayers from getting out of control. Well, yes. So um, I think I think we've done it. I'm very proud of the team who's worked on this with us. I think we've got a very a good bill in a great spot, and I th- it's going to be an interesting debate moving forward. So there you go. I enjoy working for you. Thank you for your. There we go. Yes. Thanks for yes. the report, Scott. Yes, that, I think that was useful for everyone um, to be able to hear all of Pretty this. Pretty heavy stuff for a Friday, but it is heavy there. stuff. But it is important because it it really does impact. Uh, every, hey, did uh, the Santa Fe basketball? Did they play last night, Del? No, they're they're playing. I think they lost. I don't know. Oh gosh. Yeah. Anyway, well, happy trails. We'll be back next week. I hope everyone has a great weekend. Keep smiling until then Who cares about the clouds if we're together Just sing a song